It is the Matt Mosley Show, ESPN Central Texas. Nikki Collins' weekly appearance begins now. And uh, we love doing this on Tuesdays, 5 o'clock. Everybody looks forward to it. And, Coach, it's uh, I've been really looking forward to this. Uh, you know you know me. I would have started like three weeks ago if I could have. But uh, uh, we waited till an official game was in the books. And um, I guess overall, I, I was thinking about this Lamar team um, you know, I, early on, especially they had some pretty good post play. I, I thought it was a really good opponent for a first game, and and uh, and and it. You know, I'm, I'm sure there are things. I saw a, a, like a pass earlier. I was rewatching the game, and I saw a pass out front that got stolen. And I thought, okay, Nikki's got some certainly got some talking points. But overall, were you pretty pleased with what you saw first time out? Yeah, I was pleased. I mean, I think. You know, Aqua Franklin is in that Gary Blair, Vic Schaefer coaching tree. So we saw a lot of similarities in terms of dribble drive and certain actions they run. And, uh, you know, she was such a competitor herself that, you know, her her teams are are athletic. They're they're competitive. They run their stuff. You know, and I thought thought outside of – I didn't love a lot of things about the first quarter. You know, I, I just thought we settled for too many threes. Um, uh-huh. You know, I love the three ball, but, you know, when when 13 of your 23 shots are threes and you're three for 13, you know, you got to turn them down. you got to, you know, get a closeout and reattack and get a layup. And I thought once we did that, um, once we started attacking the basket, um, getting in ones, getting, you know, moving the ball around, then I thought we were pretty good. I thought defensively we didn't create enough tempo early, um, and I thought that got better, you know, so – Every coach um, is going to look for things to pick on. I certainly had my moments. You know, I, I think that um, probably my most frustrated moment um, for anyone watching the game, if they question why I lost my mind right before halftime, you know, we we didn't have we didn't have the last possession. Sarah Andrews took a shot. Kendrick Gillespie got a great offensive rebound. About ten seconds to go, we got to kick that out, and we got it to be a one-shot situation. Like we have to take the last shot in that situation. Um, love the offensive hustle by Kendra, but yeah. she should have had four teammates screaming at her to kick it out. Um, and and that way, either we walk away with a bucket or nothing. Um, but instead, we took an early off-balance shot. They ran it down against us, hit an off-balance three going into halftime. And like those, those are teachable moments, but those are frustrating because to me, that's something that's super important to me that we value the basketball. We understand time and score. So if anyone watching the game, if they showed me, that would be why I lost my mind. So always lots of, lots of opportunities to get better. Yeah, I, there was a jump ball situation right before what you're talking about. I know, and uh, and and then there was a three from Sarah. Okay. What's funny is, as you were saying yeah, in that, that jump ball I'm, situation, we ran the play wrong. You know, like the person that tied that ball up shouldn't have been there because, you know, we didn't effectively run the play. So, and on top of that, throw that in, you know, I love to have the ball and, and be able to diagram a play right after halftime. So all of a sudden, you know, we go from going to get the ball to start the third quarter to, you know, a jump ball there. Um, so, yeah, yeah, all of those things. Thanks for reminding me of the jump ball. <laughs> That's right. I'm, I'm here for you. Uh, it is uh, Nikki Collin on her weekly appearance on the Matt Mosley Show, ESPN Central Texas. Speaking of that first quarter, at some point, maybe late in the quarter, uh, Fontleroy, Nadariana's starting right now. 
Fauntleroy checks in, and I thought she made an immediate impact. In, in fact, uh, uh, both driving the ball, I thought your guards were able to find her. She, she, she really made her presence felt immediately, and uh, that had to be a, a great sign to you to see how comfortable your freshman looked you know, right away from this guy. I mean, I thought Fauntleroy made a, made a huge difference, especially in that first half when she checked in there. No question. I thought her energy – um, she was just tough. You know, she got a steal um, that was turned into a layup, um, you know, on a loose ball, got another steal, turned into a layup. Uh, you know, those those hustle plays kind of create energy. Um, so I think I think she created energy out there. I thought, in fact, um, you know, our bench was really, really good. I thought Kendra Gillespie checked in and, you know, got an offensive rebound put back, got a roll layup, um, you know, something that we executed really well. Um, you know, and, and I thought our bench really um, gave us a lift. I thought Kendra battled, you know, with their center pretty effectively, especially in the first half. Um, and, and so I, I thought they brought a different tempo. But there's no question that I thought, you know, Bella, Jaden coming in off the bench, all three of those guys, you know, really gave us a, a lift with a short bench last night. All right, and, and it's been fun kind of getting to know some of your new players. you got a transfer in Asia Blackwell, and you got to see her up close last year with uh, Missouri, and, and they referenced it in this game how uh, uh, you know she had, a, she had a huge game against you, so it's kind of fun to have her on your team. What, um, I mean, it just seems like there's a, there is a great energy, and, I mean, she, I'm trying to think who she kind of reminds me of. I don't know lengthwise i mean there's some things she does that make me think of sophia a little bit uh she may be honestly a little have a little more girth to her uh or power to her game what uh what have you seen from her and like how quickly i mean is she already kind of one of the leaders what is what, what's it been like kind of integrating her into the system yeah i think she's learning i mean she is coming from a good program um, but one that's very different philosophically, both offensively and defensively. Um, and once again, there's there's a lot of different ways to skin a cat. And I think Robin Pinston's a really good coach. Um, but philosophically, we're very different. And so, you know, I, I think it's not always a smooth transition. I think she's um, figuring things out. You know, I think for Baylor fans, I think she's got some Nina Davis to her, um, ah. some physical toughness around the rim. Um, but she also shoots the three, and that's where she's she's different than Nina that way. Um, you know, Sophia was just so bouncy, uh-huh. you know, and, and, and I think Asia really is kind of that power game um, is, is a better passer than people realize, you know, and, and I think she can stretch it. And so I think long-term, Asia's going to play a little bit more three, and we can post her up at the three. You know, we, we just – we have some versatility, um, but without – you know, Caitlin in the lineup without Erica, without Dre, you know, without some of the players we have in the lineup, you know, it kind of pushes everybody down a little bit of spot. And, you know, you still saw that grouping of of playing Bella and Bugs and Asia together and how, you know, versatile that group can be. Um, but, you know, we, we've got a lot of opportunities to do some unique things. I think Asia's – it's hard to walk in a new situation and be a leader. It just is. And so challenging her, you know, to, to be more assertive, to, to have a, you know, a little bit of a Batman mentality in terms of, like, I want you to play downhill. I want you to get the ball. I want you to attack. I just want you to be a good decision maker. 
Um, you know, and, and she gives us a uniqueness because we thought Lamar was going to run and jump press us. And my goal is to just circle Asia to the middle, let her play downhill the numbers. Uh-huh. And, hey, go finish her or make, make the pass to the wide-open shooter. And, you know, they didn't press us. So, you know, it, it never happened. But that's something they did a lot last year. So, um, you know, I think we can utilize her a lot of different ways. She's, she's the best ball handler, decision maker of that Fauntleroy Bugs, you know, group. Yeah, boy, I love that name, Bugs, and uh, and and it's it's fun to watch, and it's also fun when to see you know the girls still even up by twenty. There was some good hustle. I know there's things got a little sloppy in the second half at times, and you probably didn't like that, but uh, it's just uh, maybe it's the uh, maybe it's the number that she's wearing that made me think of uh, Sophia a little bit. I feel like Sophia was thirty mm-hmm. something. Uh, okay, it, no, it is. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah, okay. No, Okay, <laughs> that, I was just having flashbacks, and so I was thinking of Sophia. But Nina, that's a great name uh, to bring up as we talk to Coach Collin on her weekly appearance in Matt Mosley's show, uh, ESP in Central Texas. Loved what you said last night. I was reading uh, some of the quotes about Sarah Andrews and, and, you know, felt like she had embraced the role of maybe being the Robin in the Batman scenario, but you needed her to be more Batman. I, I kind of thought last night, I mean, she certainly wasn't shy at the three-point line, and then obviously she's got a great ability. Once she turns the corner, and, and it, you know, whatever the old saying is, if they're even, they're leaving, um, it, it, it really is true with her. I mean, she, she can get to the rim. Um, are you seeing a more aggressive Sarah, and is it kind of uh, trending in the right direction with her, do you feel like? Yeah, I thought she settled early. You know, I really felt like um, if I got her on a ball screen last night, um, you know, and they jumped out in heads. I just didn't feel like there was any way that Davis could really slow her down, um, even with a hedge. And I thought she was hesitant early. Um, I thought she picked up her dribble a couple times and she shouldn't have. Um, and, and I thought, um, actually, I thought Jaden coming in, putting Jaden in early actions um, against maybe, you know, Sarah's always going to get the opposition's best perimeter defender. Like, that's uh-huh. just, that's what's going to happen. You know, and so, you know, turning the ball and putting it in Jaden's hands a little bit and taking some pressure off of her and then screening her into action um, can be really good for us. The ball needs to come back to Sarah's hands, um, but there's a lot of different ways that, that we can do that. And I thought Jaden took a little pressure off of her, got downhill a little bit, and then all of a sudden, you know, when I challenged them at the quarter, like, hey, we're not shooting 13 threes again. You know, we weren't hot. Like, you shoot 13 threes in a quarter if you're hot. You know, uh-huh. three for 13 does not equate to hot to me. So, you know, show shots, say, get downhill, you know, get, get, get to the rim and then make decisions. And, you know, I thought the team started to do that um, to the point where we didn't even take a three, you know, in the third mm-hmm. quarter because we were getting action in transition. We were getting action to the rim. Now all of a sudden the fourth quarter, they're playing zone, you know, we're comfortable. Now all of a sudden, you know, we, we make three or four threes, you know, in that fourth quarter um, because, the, you know, at that point you're comfortable. The game's mm-hmm. in hand. You're not pressing. And so I think I think when we didn't put enough foul pressure on Lamar last night, they were putting foul pressure on us, playing downhill, going into the post. You know, we, we didn't put any foul pressure on them. Yeah, and uh, I, to your point on Jaden, I mean, there were some open court things she did in that third quarter where she, she sees the court extremely well and makes some great passes. So to be able to bring 
somebody like that off the bench is uh, is somewhat rare. Uh, uh, and so that's uh, that's a, that's a really r- good thing. Now let me ask you. I know you've been asked about it, and I don't know how much you could say about it, but uh, on this uh, on this Dre Edwards situation, and like you say, you want to see Erica and 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 Caitlin, the whole gang. But I mean, obviously, everybody's excited to see Dre because she was a tremendous player at Kentucky. Is this something? I mean, we're supposed to have like free movement now, and you transfer and you play. Um, is this something? Is there some kind of hold up with? Kentucky or something or or what do we what when do we think this will be resolved well I wish I had a really good answer for you on that honestly this is this is not unique um, but also yes there's freedom of movement but there's also a one-time transfer exception and this is her second transfer Ah, so you know she was freshman of the year in the Pac-12 at Utah transferred to Kentucky sat out a year played to so her her situation is different as a four 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 year school to a four year school to a four year school. Mm. So there's also a lot of academic, there's um, athletic waivers that have to go through. So there's there's multiple layers to this, you know. And and Baylor takes a lot of pride in a Baylor degree. And so because of that, you know, there's a sixty hour rule in terms of how many credits you can transfer. Um, and get a degree from Baylor. Um, Baylor basically says you're going to have to get half your credit from Baylor to get a Baylor degree. So then you have progress towards degree or PTD requirements. that The NCAA requires each student athlete each year. They can't just take classes. You know, they have to be on pace to get a degree. So there's there's multiple layers to this, um, you know, and, and we're hoping for some resolution um, by, you know, end of first semester. Um, but we we may not have it then either, you know. So we're we honestly we knew we knew this going into it, you know. So this is not news to us. Um, okay. But you know, we certainly um, have a really really good practice player on our team right now. Is she been somewhat dominant in uh, practices? You know, it's not a it's not dominant in the sense of you know what a Kalani Brown can do. Um, uh-huh. You know, she is actually very similar, but a better low-post scoring player than, say, a Caitlin Bickle. She does a little bit of everything. Like, she just is a kid that knows how to play. She's got a um, naturally good basketball IQ, knows when to screen, knows when to pop, when to roll, you know, just, just has a really good feel for the game, knows how to use her body. I mean, she's undersized, you know, in the post, but... She knows how to leverage and use her body to score, how to spin off people and score. Um, but it's just this, this this natural ability to be in the right spot, defensively, offensively. And, and she's just a really good teammate, you know. Like, she loves to play basketball, and it, it really shines through in how she communicates. Well, it'll be exciting. I saw the first gent and the president at the game uh, last night. So, you know, maybe they could help uh... – on some of this 30-hour stuff. I'd like to uh, – I think everybody would love to see her out there. And then just updates on Caitlin and Erica. I know – I think you said Erica was maybe a week away. What, what about uh, Caitlin? Is that still like a couple of weeks away? Uh, what, what's the updates on, on those uh, players? Yep, Caitlin. Caitlin's a couple of weeks away. Um, okay. You know, she's braced. Her thumb is braced. Um, right now, but starting to do a little rehab on it. You know, for a while, it was simply um, 
immobilizing, you know, it so um, scar tissue can do what it's supposed to do. Um, you know, Erica um, is going to get to shoot today, um, but not move. So, you know, she's, she's probably a couple of days away from even like, you know, really starting to move, but, you know, hopefully, you know, she's sooner rather than later. Um, Jana took a stinger um, to the shoulder, to her shooting shoulder during our exhibition game. So she's now day to day. Um, so yeah, we're a little banged up. <laughs> I, I I loved what you said about Jana, like being. Uh, what did you say that she was uh, in physically or it in, in terms of uh, just being conditioned? One of the one of the best you've been around at any level was that Jana you were talking yeah, about? No, I I would I would go on a limb and say the best. You know, I mean, we you know of course we monitor every everything they do and. You know, she, she, we just can't raise her heart rate. You know, she's just so well conditioned. Um, and I mean, I think her teammates know when we've scrimmaged in practice, like Jana may not be the best player on the floor the first five minutes, but get in, get in an up and down scrimmage for a while. And I promise you, he's going at the same pace, you know, 20 minutes in as she was, you know, at the tip and everybody else is, is moving a step or two slower and she's shooting layups. And so, you know, she's she's just one of those kids that I think over time, when she gets comfortable, um, you know, she she can really shoot it. But as she gets, you know, it, it, she had unbelievable, obviously, coaching at Stanford. But once again, it's just their their system is very different. And you know, she had told me she heard they were running a little more of what we run now. So we were <laughs> she was kind of laughing about that, you know. But they they've been a, a Princeton chin team the last few years and and set very few ball screens. Um, and so, you know, being a point guard, you, you got to learn to play in ball screens, ball screens and step-ups um, for us. And so, you know, it's not that she isn't capable, but it, it takes time to really understand all the reads. How are they defending the ball screen? You know, are they hedging it? Are they playing drop coverage? Are they icing it? You know, are they trapping it? You know, are they switching it? Like there are, you know, but 20 years ago, there were like two ways to guard a ball screen you know, conservatively and aggressively, basically, you know, and now there are 14 different ways to guard a ball screen. You can jam it too. So, you know, it's, it's, it's really understanding like what a team is doing to you and then being able to, to make good decisions relative to how you're being guarded. All right. Well, listen, I uh, took you a little long today, but it's just been a while since we talked. So I was excited to catch up uh, SMU that game um, uh, is coming uh, Tuesday. Next Tuesday, we'll be talking that morning, I guess, or however you want to do that. We could wait till Wednesday morning if you'd prefer. But uh, the uh, Mustangs, we were very familiar with uh, with their head coach. So that'll be kind of fun. And then, uh, by the way, if you need to inspire girls or get their attention for like games, they think are not going to be that tough. Just point them out to what Sam Houston State did to OU, the OU men last night, all right? <laughs> there's always some interesting games yeah, early in the season. Know, there's, a, there's a plethora of that all the time. You know, I mean, I think, <laughs> you know, even the Louisville men losing an exhibition game. Um, yeah. You know, Oklahoma was running away from Oral Roberts, and they came back, and, you know, it was like 105 to 94, you know, and so – a game that looked like they were going to win by 60, you know, and, and so you don't take anyone for granted. You know, I don't, I don't think we're at the point yet with our roster um, that we're going to take anyone lightly. And, and uh, I know I'm not, you know, and, and, and I think I was telling my staff last night, even when you spend three years in the pros, you don't ever play in 30 point games. 
on either end of the scoreboard, you know? And so I just don't, I don't, when a game's going on, it just never feels like it's really 30 points, you know, for me, it's just not, it's not how I'm wired. You know, it's, we still didn't do that well and we still didn't do that well. And so, you know, we, we certainly have a lot um, to work on as, as we, you know, per, prepare for, you know, incarnate word, who's going to do some different stuff to us and they're going to prepare us for some Princeton action that we'll see at the course of the season. So, you know, every, every game is an opportunity to get better at something. All right. Uh, well, we uh, really appreciate it. And next time I'll remember to bring up uh, before we get too late in it, your uh, hall of fame. I mean, how about that? That's kind of, that's kind of a neat deal that we celebrated in that exhibition game. So uh, I'll, I'll, next time I'll bring that up because that's, that was a very cool moment. And, uh, in a uh, in a great uh, uh, what a great honor and a well deserved honor, uh, Nikki. Great catching up with you. I really appreciate it. You got it. Have a great day. You bet. And uh, one of uh, Nikki Collins. Uh, I think she may have been. I'm trying to think if she was a Packers fan or not. But we'll talk about Mike McCarthy going back his first time back to Green Bay. He gets very emotional about this. We discuss it next. <laughs> 